I'm Anna. I'm Riley. This is Ill Advised Stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! <laughs> we have our allowance now. I only wanted a dog. Having a pet is a big responsibility. The bigger the pet, the bigger everything is that goes with it, including the food, the property damage, and, well, um, the cleanup. Just to be clear, I mean poop. Please don't get weird about that. It's normal. Every animal has to go to the bathroom. Fish, cats, dogs, ponies, and flying pegasi. Unless you want to keep a cactus for a pet or a nice fern, you should get used to the idea that you're going to be cleaning up a lot. Our yard was big enough for two trees, a patio, a swing set, and an above-ground pool. One of those little ones that gets all dirty by the end of the summer. My dad called our house a shotgun ranch. When I asked why, he explained that houses like ours were put up fast. Developers built whole neighborhoods with the speed and care of blasting a shotgun. Bam, you get a house. Bam, you get a house. We lived in a tight neighborhood. When people on the other side of the fence had a party, you can definitely hear their radio, as well as any guests that stay too long. Especially when those guests start singing old rock songs. They were very excited to be halfway there, and apparently they were living on a prayer. Or at least that's what they were shouting. My other neighbor, Mr. McManus, was a retired policeman. He didn't care for the singing, hence the rest of the police showed up one night. Anyway, back to pets. I've always wanted a dog. Just a little dog. But my dad said no. He said he works too hard on our lawn to have an animal dig it up and poop everywhere. Yeah, we're back to that. I promised to clean up all the droppings, but my dad wouldn't budge. He cares a lot about his grass. I have to admit, it does look nice. This year he added something to the front yard. He put a little wishing well out there. It was decorative, made out of wood, and there was no water in it. But that didn't keep me from taking my lucky penny outside to toss it in. I kept that coin for nearly a year, ever since I'd found it face up on the beach. Mr. McManus, the retired policeman, was outside. As nice as my dad's grass was, our neighbor's was even better. It was thick like a carpet, and each blade was cut to the same height. I'm fairly certain that if a single blade had gone the idea to climb higher than the others, we would have seen Mr. McManus take it down with a pair of toenail clippers. I don't think he approved of my dad's wishing well. It was probably too flashy for him. I waved as I went out towards it. He kind of scowled before nodding a greeting. I'm gonna make a wish, I said, holding up my penny. Why? He asked. Because I really want to get a pet, and my dad won't let me, I explained. You know that doesn't go anywhere. He said, nodding to the well. It's just an ornament. I know that, but maybe the well doesn't. I'm really hoping to get a dog. A dog? How original. He shrugged. I may be a kid, but I know what sarcasm is. I squeezed the penny in my palm while putting my hands on my hips. Well, what would you wish for? I demanded. He looked up at the sky, thinking about it. Not that it matters, but if you're wishing anyway, why not go for something bigger? Like what? A horse, maybe? He shrugged again. I was surprised. You like horses? Little did I know. Mr. McManus hadn't been just any kind of police officer. He'd been part of the Mounted Command, one of the policemen who rode horses. Yeah, kid. I like horses. He stared towards his front door. Good luck with your wish. I had only wanted a dog, but I never thought about getting a horse. It'd be cool, though. Of course, what would be even cooler 
is a flying horse, a Pegasus like in Percy Jackson. If you're going for a horse anyway, you might as well make it a flying one, right? So I stood in front of a fountain and took my penny. I held it extra tight in my hand and closed my eyes. Pictured a white horse with massive wings. In the distance, I could hear a faint whimpering sound of a disappointed dog, a cockapoo that had been replaced by a winged beast birthed from legend. Sorry, Scrappy, I thought as I tossed the coin in. The wishing well had a little roof and a bucket on the rope. The coin went over the bucket and disappeared from sight. Well, it's done, I thought, walking away. I felt a tiny bit of doubt. I went back and looked in. There was grass at the bottom of the wishing well, but there was no sign of my penny. It had disappeared from sight. I leaned over, looking deeper, rang my hand through the grass in the dark well. I suppose I looked a bit silly with my legs flailing in the air. I searched hard, but there was no penny to be found. I went to bed that night, wondering what would happen next. I know wishes don't always come true, but that was a lucky penny. By morning, I'd forgotten about it. Right up until I heard a snuffling sound outside my window, something was moving past the shade. I pulled the string and looked out. Two eyes were right there looking back at me. They were deep brown below two pointed ears that turned towards me. My jaw dropped. I tried not to squeal. I jumped from my bed and rushed outside. Luckily, my parents weren't up yet. I looked at my watch. It was seven in the morning. They'd be in bed for at least another hour. I closed the door quietly behind me and stopped at the top of the steps. The Pegasus was, was next to the stone patio, staring at me, turning his head in a curious gesture. He was all white with wings that starred just past his shoulders. They were neatly folded back, but they twitched a little at the sight of me. Hi, I said, going closer, reaching out my hand. The Pegasus backed up, his feet clomping on the stones, as the patio furniture scraped across the surface. It's okay, I'm your new friend. Its tail wagged a little, then it turned its head and started digging under one of its wings. Do you have an itch? I can help with that, I said while carefully going towards him. His wings jumped up into the air, stretching out. When he opened them all the way, they were taller than our house. I nearly fell over in surprise. He closed his wings again. I started forward, but then the Pegasus did something strange. Fell to his side, rolling on his back, with his feet sticking straight up in the air, kicking a little. His wings opened and closed, covering the entire patio. I watched furniture get tossed aside like it had been caught in a hurricane. I'd have to clean that up when he was done, I thought. He rubbed his back into the ground, pushing his wings into my dad's freshly cut grass. He reached the edge of the patio with his shoulders. He seemed to really enjoy the warm stones. He's just like a dog, I thought, watching him. When he got to his feet, he wasn't white anymore. His back was covered in grass and dirt. I looked at the spot he'd rolled in. It wasn't great. It looked exactly like you'd imagine. If you could imagine what grass looked like after a thousand pounds of horse had been rubbing all over it. The grass was still there, mostly, but it was pressed down and a bit broken. I'm sure it'll be fine, I thought. The Pegasus started across the yard, heading for our pool. It sniffed the water, then stuck its snout down into it. No, don't drink that! It's got chemicals in it! I yelled, coming over. The Pegasus had figured this out too, and he didn't care for it. He turned around, and with one kick of his legs, he managed to smash straight through the pool's side. I would have stood there in shock, but I didn't get a chance to, as 5,000 gallons of water came rushing out at me. If you're wondering what that looks like, it's not all that different from what you've seen in movies, when they knock over a water tower or a dam burst. The whole pool came rushing out in a giant wave, 
It knocked me down, and I washed up somewhere halfway across the patio. It was not a soft landing. I looked up at the Pegasus and saw him heading for my swing set. I didn't want to think about what he was going to do with that. Surprisingly, the flood did not wake my parents, but Mr. McManus was right on the other side of the fence. He was always messing around in his garden, and a massive flood of water was hard to ignore. Hey, what's going on? I could barely see his outline through the packets. I got up and ran to the fence. My voice was low and harsh as I called through the slats. This is all your fault. I only wanted just a little dog. You put this idea in my head, and now I've got a monster in my backyard. What are you talking about? He grumbled. I was watching the Pegasus rubbing his neck on the wood fort attached to my swing set. He was lifting the corner of it off the ground. The horse. You said to wish for a horse, but you never told me what to do with it. It worked? Are you sure? Mr. McManus said. There's a giant four-legged animal with wings in my backyard, so yes, I'd say it worked. That's crazy. Wait, did you say wings? I saw him climbing up his wooden planter. His head came popping over the fence. He looked down at me for a second, but his attention turned to the most obvious thing in the yard. The Pegasus had gone to the swings, and he was currently in the process of getting himself tangled up in them. I knew this wasn't going to go well. I pointed at the animal, even though it wasn't necessary. I suppose I can't blame you for the wings. I've been reading a lot lately. I looked up as Mr. McManus dropped from you. Hey, where are you going? I asked. To that wishing well, obviously. He said. You need help me with this. All right, fine. I'll be right over. So I waited on him while I watched the Pegasus get more and more wrapped up in my swing set. I was certain it took far too long for Mr. McManus to come around the fence and get in our backyard. But I was having difficulty judging time. Maybe that was because one of the swing ropes had gone under the Pegasus's legs, and his wings were fluttering up and down, slamming into the main beam, bouncing the whole set off the ground. He was walking backwards, dragging the entire thing across the yard. I watched in horror as the post dug a trench in my dad's grass. The Pegasus neighed and gave it one last tug. His legs tensed, and the whole swing set came tumbling down. My little fort with the slide broke apart, while the monkey bars stuck straight up in the air. I stood in my soaking wet pajamas, wondering if that would finally wake my folks. It's gotta be time for them to get up anyway. I looked at my watch and saw that less than ten minutes had passed since I got out of bed. In that short period, my dad's pristine backyard had been turned into ruins. Mr. McManus came up to me. I hadn't heard him. I was still staring at the wreckage of my swing set. With my mouth hanging open, he asked, Are you alright, kid? Please help. I didn't even look at him. My eyes were on the monkey bars, thinking of how much they looked like a ladder when they were turned up like that. I shook my head and finally turned to him. What took you so long? He held up a bag with carrots and apples in it. And I grabbed some other stuff from my garage. He pointed at the pile he'd left by the gate. I saw a saddle and a few other things. I was going to ask him about them, but when I turned back to him, he was slowly staring towards the Pegasus. I followed along. Where do you think you're going? He whispered over his shoulder. With you, I said. Why? You know what? It doesn't matter. Just stay back. He waved me off. I put my hands on my hip. Hey, that's my pet. It may have been your bad idea, but he's still mine. I already thought of a name for him and everything. Oh yeah? What's that? Cuddles or something? Nope, I was gonna go with Destructo. He looked at the yard. Yeah, that fits. 
Look, just be careful. Watch out for his back legs. The wings flapped and nearly hit Mr. McManus. Watch out for those, too, he said before circling to the front. Destructo was starting to tire of pulling the swing set across the yard. At least he isn't that big, Mr. McManus said. What are you talking about? He's huge! He glanced at me. Maybe to you, but the horses we rode in Providence were much bigger. We used draft horses because we could sit up higher. They were better for moving crowds. I suppose I should have said something to sound impressed or surprised, but I was staring at a Pegasus. And even crazier, the Pegasus was staring at me. That's good. You've got his attention, Mr. McManus said. Here, give him a few of these. He handed me some carrots. I walked forward, holding my arm out as far as it would go with the carrot in it. I felt Destructor's mouth come down. His lips touched my fingers, and the carrot disappeared. Here's another, Mr. McManus said. Give it to him and try touching his snout. Right there under the eyes. Give him a nice little scratch. I did as I was told, even though I was nervous. I felt his coarse hair, and my fingers dug in. <laughs> Destructor seemed to like it. His head came forward, nuzzling my hand. Give him some more, Mr. McManus said, handing the bag of fruits and vegetables to me. I held up an apple this time. Destructo bit clean in half, leaving my hand untouched by a little slobbery. Mr. McManus came forward and petted Destructo's neck. He's not a bad horse, um, I mean, Pegasus. He's just a bit young is all. He took out a knife and started to cut away the ropes that were wrapped around Destructo's legs. So can you teach me how to ride him, I asked? You think your parents are going to let you learn how to ride a flying horse? Or that they're going to let you keep a flying horse for that matter? I shrugged, not sure how to answer. Then I looked up and saw my mom and dad standing at the back door. My mom was looking at Destructo with her mouth hanging open. My dad was looking at his demolished yard. So I'm sure you're wondering what happened next. I spent most of the first day with Destructo in my parents' yard. He didn't break much else, mainly because there wasn't much left to break. Turns out he was a friendly, good-natured pegasus who enjoyed eating apples very much. But our yard was just too small for him. Mr. McManus came up with a solution. He still knew a number of people in the mild command. Usually only police horses are allowed to use the stables at Roger Williams Park in Providence, but they made a special exception for Destructo. He went there with all those big, calm horses. My parents brought me there every day to visit him. In exchange for keeping him, I volunteered to help by cleaning up his stable. And you know what that means. We're back to picking up after our pets. So I'm sure the other thing you're wondering is, is if I ever got to ride him. And the answer is, yes I did. See, at first Destructo didn't know how to use his wings. He ran around on the ground like every other horse. Mr. McManus taught me how to ride him, but only after he was done throwing coins in my dad's fountain. Then one day, I looked in the backyard and saw Destructo out there. He'd flown from the stables back to our house to visit me. I was very proud of him, but now my parents were worried about me getting on him. Don't worry, though. It'll happen eventually. I'll keep bugging them, and maybe one day you'll look up to the sky and see a girl on a flying horse. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the story. I wrote it specifically for Riley to read. She was feeling a little left out because I asked Anna to narrate my upcoming novel, The Adventures of Sparky and Spazoid, Portal's World. That way I can be free to do all the silly voices of the four main characters in the book. I think Riley did a great job with our Pegasus story. She doesn't need to wish for a pet, though, because we've got Rusty, our fuzzy Labradoodle. 
And despite promises made, there hasn't been a lot of cleaning up in the backyard. That seems to fall on Dad. There are a few true things in this story. One, my neighbor is a retired policeman, but he worked with dogs, not horses. Two, the Mounted Command for Providence is at Roger Williams Park, and those horses are huge. And three, I have a wishing well in my front yard, but I'm not certain it actually works. If it does, then I'm wishing that all of you are safe and happy. Back to the book. Sparky and Spazoid will be blasting off in December, but their first adventure will be out in October, and it's a Halloween story. I'm doing a number of illustrations for it, but I'm not sure how I'm going to release them. Maybe on Webtoons, or as a post on my website. Anyways, in the meantime, I'm releasing cartoons on Instagram, so check them out, and as always, thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, I did the drawing for the story, but Anna did the digital coloring on her mom's old cell phone. She's been saving for a year for an iPad, and I can't wait to see what she creates with it. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Again, thanks for listening.